Good morning, is Token White 99, and I wanted to uh, give you a little background information on the city of Fort Lauderdale and how it was started. Um, now, this plaque is at Cooley's Landing in the city of Fort Lauderdale on the New River, and it's called and it's it's entitled Cooley's Massacre. Cooley's Massacre. And it, it, here's what it says. This monument marks the site of the William Cooley Plantation. Cooley arrived here in 1824 and soon became the leader of the small settlement that grew along the New River. On January 6, 1836, local Indians attacked Cooley's homestead, killing his family and children's tutor. This marked the beginning of the Second Seminole War in South Florida and led to the founding of the military post Fort Lauderdale in 1838. Now, here's the truth, according to Wikipedia, and, and I know that this is true. I've read this in other history books. I've, I've, I, I know about this. I'm a, I consider myself a Floridian. Uh, under the terms of the Adams-Onus Treaty ratified in 1821 between Spain and the United States, Florida was ceded to the United States in exchange for U.S. forfeiture of a $5 million debt owed by Spain. Five million bucks, folks. That's how much Florida was acquired for from Spain. Five million. That's it. The whole state. Now, if it was set up properly, right, couldn't the entire country have lived just off the state of Florida. Uh, here we go. Now, get this. By 1830, the de facto leader among the approximately 70 people, 50 slaves and 20 white people, living at the New River Settlement, they forgot to put that part in, uh, present-day Fort Lauderdale, was William Cooley. Cooley was appointed by Governor William Pope Duvall as Justice of the Peace for the Region. Now, folks, before I get into this next part, I can only imagine him getting this letter, right? Because they had mail delivery by then. So he gets this letter, or maybe special delivery, could might have even been special delivery, you know, because it would have been at the taxpayer's expense. <coughs> he gets this letter from the uh, from the governor, right? Hey, um, I'm going to make you justice of the peace. He calls his buddies over, the other, you know, 20, you know, the other handful of white guys in the area with slaves that are, you know, working their slaves from sunup to sundown, beating them, torturing them, um, raping the women, right? Raping the teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think about that part, do you? You, you, that's that part's never been a, that part's never been mentioned, but I guarantee you it happened. I guarantee you it happened. These men were raping thirteen-year-old slaves. Twelve rape. So now this is the guy. This is the piece of sorry excuse for human flesh, right? That's now been appointed as the law in the area, right? And the reason he's become the de facto leader is because he is, he's become, he is the, uh, the liaison to the liquor. He's the liquor salesman. He's got the connections to get liquor to Fort Lauderdale, to Fort Liquordale. 
That's that used to be the name of Fort Lauderdale. We it used to be called Fort Lickerdale because William Cooley was the bootlegger. He's the original bootlegger of Fort Lauderdale, the rapist. Now here's what they did. Here's what they did to cause that plaque. In 1835, white settlers, in other words, all the white all the white guys, right? William Cooley and his buddies uh, killed Seminole Chief Alabama and burned his hut in a dispute. Let me rephrase that. They murdered the equivalent of the President of the United States and then burned the White House to the ground. That, let me put it, that, that, that's the real perspective, okay? Justice of the Peace Cooley jailed the settlers, but they were released after a hearing at the Monroe County Court in Key West. And they're all the way up here in Fort Lauderdale, but they have the court in Key West? Oh, man. The justification was insufficient evidence. Yeah, because if Cooley would have supplied the evidence, Cooley would have been admitting that he was there and he was part of the murder that he was a part of it, that he was the mastermind behind all of it. So uh, let's see. Uh, the Seminoles blamed Cooley, saying he withheld evidence. The growing uneasiness between the Seminoles and the whites led to the Seminole migration to the Lake Okeechobee area. On December 28, uh, 1835, a Seminole ambush known as the Dade Massacre started the Second Seminole War. On January 3, 1836, Cooley led a large shipwrecking expedition from the settlement to free the Gill Blast, a ship that had beached the previous September. The scale of the operation required most of the settlement's able men. In other words, all the white guys and all the slaves, right? So they left the women and children behind. You know, the children that they raped at will. The slave children that they raped at will. They left them behind. Uh, yeah, so the following day, <laughs> the following day, a group of 15 to 20 Seminoles invaded the Cooley's house. How, how do they know how many? They don't know how many. They have no idea how many. It could have been two. There, there could have, it could have been, it could have been two, right? It could have been two. We're talking Seminoles here, folks. We're talking about Seminole Indians, right? <laughs> uh, they're so intelligent. I'd say history. History has proved how far superior I believe that the indigenous people are to white people. They're so much more advanced. It's unbelievable how much more advanced they are than we are. It's amazing how much smarter they are than we are. They found our greatest weakness and then capitalized on it. They used our own laws against us. They used our own vices against us. I mean, I just couldn't, and they did it so quietly and so calmly and legally. They did it our way, not their way. They went, okay, all right, you want us to do it your way? Fine, we'll do it your way. They adopted our way and still won the game and won the game. They won. They won. Congratulations, Seminoles. And uh, my sincerest, my sincerest apologies, um, you know, for myself. Anyhow, uh, I, I know that my relatives didn't have anything to do with your 
demise directly, but, uh, you know, it's it, it, the fact that nobody has called out the city of Fort Lauderdale for hanging that plaque the way that it is, writing it the way that they wrote it, is inexcusable. And it just shows, folks, I think it should just go to show, right? And let me just remind you, this is the plaque that is there, right? And there's a picture of it. I got this picture from the uh, maps guide, right? That's what they wrote, a complete lie. Now, here's something else that you need to know, folks, uh, from this Wikipedia thing. It goes on to say, uh, the Cooley's house, let's see, the Seminoles invaded the Cooley's house, killed Cooley's wife and children, scalped the children's tutor, and burned the house to the ground. Although the Indians did not attack any other families, the massacre triggered the departure of the white settlers from the area. During the Second World, uh, Second uh, Seminole War, uh, Major William Lauderdale led his Tennessee volunteers to the area. So really, really, what? So Fort Lauderdale is still to this day. 2023, trying to blame the Seminoles for throwing the first dagger, right? For killing first, for being the aggressor. They're still blaming the Seminole tribe for being the aggressor. Folks, when I tell you it's not safe in the state of Florida for anybody, black, brown, poor, white, guess what? Not red either. It's not safe here for indigenous people. Look at the city of Fort Lauderdale, still trying to blame the Seminole tribe for what they did. They're the ones that started it. They're the ones that killed them. Token White 99. Have a great day.